interesting thought process. That's a great, great question. Oh, that's really hard. Oh my God, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. Wow, that's a good question. Another uh, uh, good but difficult question. Welcome to Casual Conversations with your host, Mike Oppenheim. Hi, this is Mike Oppenheim, and you are listening to Casual Conversations, episode number three. And today I have a very special guest who is going to go by a pseudonym. We're going to call him Mr. X. Mr. X uh, has extensive knowledge in all things nuclear, but mainly nuclear energy, not nuclear weapons. So today I'm going to be asking him all about nuclear power, how it works, how it works in America in particular, um, what the future of it may or may not be, how dangerous is it. And of course, we'll touch on little things like how they enrich it to make if they can't even do that to make weapons and stuff. But again, uh, Mr. X is an expert at the actual like power side of nuclear stuff, not the weaponry. So the focus of this interview will be on that. And uh, hopefully he's going to answer all of my insane questions that I have and hopefully some of yours. So without any further delays, uh, Mr. X, how are you doing? Good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing really good. And uh, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, due to the nature of your work, we're using a pseudonym. But uh, could you get into kind of the nature of your career? Like, uh, when did it start? How did it start? And uh, what do you do? Yeah, I became interested um, in nuclear power, actually, as a kid. You know, I, I visited a plant that was uh, near my hometown and went up and, you know, it was public at that point. And it always seemed neat, always seemed like the future. Um, so after college, I ended up, uh, I took a chemical engineering degree, but went off into the uh, nuclear field and worked in operations uh, since. Yeah, really... I've just, you know, spent time more as an operator than anything else. Cool. And uh, I think before we get into, like, things that you do, let's just kind of, like, do a quick, like, nuclear power 101. And I would like to let you know that I personally would fail a nuclear power 99 course um, or whatever the heck the level, <laughs> two levels below 101 would be. So I'm going to be asking questions, um, and you can answer them as, like, intelligently or as layman's terms simply as you feel like. I'll leave it up to our audience to parse the information you give. So I think the first question I'm going to ask is, what exactly is a nuclear reactor? Like, what does it do? Um, I, I hear it's called fission, not fusion. Can you kind of explain that? Yeah, so so fusion is obviously a, kind of a, a dream for the future um, for reasons we can talk about if you want. But fission is what we currently have uh, in America and throughout the world, really, um, creating power on, on the electrical grid. Um, and really, the, the principle there is that you take uranium, uh, which when a neutron uh, which one of the basic building blocks of you know all atoms, neutron hits one of those uraniums, it breaks the atom in half, uh, which also liberates several more neutrons, which can go on and create further fission. So when you're fissioning, you're, you're just breaking those that element of uh, uranium in half. Is that called a chain reaction? Well, it'd be a chain reaction. Yes, if you if that uh, one of you know one or more of those neutrons goes on to create another fission events, you know, and so on, that would be the chain reaction. And why is uranium the thing that has to be split? Like, why can't you just split like argon or any other element? You know, it certainly deals with the readiness of an element to have a neutron strike it, essentially. But the larger something is, the more likely it is to break in half. Uh, so you know, something like argon, like you said, you know, a, a very stable element, uh, smaller elements don't tend to be as willing to break in half. Uh, so really it's it's the larger, you know, the largest elements that, that will be capable of having those fission events. So was it like Albert Einstein and Robert Julius Oppenheimer who figured this out and then they used it in a weapon or did someone figure it out first for this purpose, for making energy? Um, I mean, if you look back in the history of it, 
uh, Fermi's pile was widely regarded as the first nuclear reactor, though there were, you know, kind of as many technological breakthroughs go, there were other uh, folks working on similar projects at the same time. But in that case, it was just a, you know, natural uranium uh, with some, uh, basically in a graphite pile, uh, literally a stack of blocks of graphite and uranium and a couple of other things just to help the reaction go underneath the, uh, stands famously at Chicago Stadium, the Soldier Field, where they basically built this during the war and, and had the first low-level chain reaction occurring. Wow. So this is Enrico Fermi, and this was in the, like, 1930s? 40s. Yeah, so 30s is a lot of the theoretical. Um, there are neutron emissions that happen, and, you know, large elements have a natural decay. That's why we have, you know, naturally radioactive elements in our environment, and as those elements decay, sometimes they will, you know, create spontaneous fissions that which which will liberate neutrons. But in terms of actually you know, creating a chain reaction intentionally, uh, the Fermi pile would be the the, the first. Okay, and uh, I, I kind of asked it, but I, it kind of went by the wayside. But was the purpose of his work initially to? Hey everyone, that's it for the free version of this podcast. If you want to hear the full one, just head over to MikeyOp.com and become a premium subscriber. That's M-I-K-E-Y-O-P-P dot com. Thanks for listening.